0: to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope everyone is doing well and that you had an amazing weekend and that your day is awesome. So last week on the podcast, we talked about how money problems can negatively impact your marriage and what you guys can do if this is a problem. So here are some takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. Number one. Normalize talking about money, so I know a lot of couples have a hard time talking about money They have a hard time bringing up these kinds of conversations and because of that money is not talked about So of course there's some kind of distrust because you're not talking about it You guys are not planning together You don't have a plan of what you want to do together as a couple with your money. You don't have money goals so Normalize talking about your money can help you guys build intimacy get closer together and understand what you're doing with your money and where your finances are going number two observe how both you and your partner think about money now this one is kind of funny because all of us think about money differently right money brings up different feelings for each one of us because of how we were raised our backgrounds whether we had a lot of money or whether we didn't have a lot of money so just knowing how your partner thinks about money can be helpful to how you guys work together as a couple To work with your money now I know you're just like why do we have to do it together because you're married you're a couple and what you do with your money counts so even if you do everything right with your money and your husband doesn't it's gonna affect you anyway so it's important for you guys to be on the same page when it comes to how you think about money and what you guys do with your money number three make a budget this is important for anyone whether you're making five dollars or five hundred (laughs) thousand dollars Making a budget is key because it's important to kind of know your spending habits. So, how do you find out your spending habits? How do you check out spending habits? Well, you find out your spending habits by making a budget. So, you budget how much money's coming in, what's going out, how much you want to save how much you want to invest, how much you want to use to pay off bills, how much you guys want for your, I like to call it your fun money. Because if you're working and putting in all that effort, you absolutely need to be able to enjoy some of your money. So it's important to pay yourself and I like to call that fun money. So when you do a budget, it's important to budget all that in. I say budget everything. Budget your Starbucks if you decide if that's what you do every day. Shoes, clothes, um, money you give your kids, even streaming services. Budget all of these things in so that you can know how much is going in, how much is coming out, and then you can see if you have enough to actually meet all of your needs, wants, and bills. And if you see you don't, then you'll know, oh, okay, so I need to make this X amount of money more in order to have the kind of lifestyle that I want, or in order to be able to save or invest the way I want to. So it kind of gives you a gauge of where you are right now. It helps you visualize where you want to be, and it gives you a way to get there By making a budget so you can kind of see where you are where you want to be and how to get there number four make sure that both you and your spouse are on the same page about financial goals this is important because while you may want to invest and while you may want to save your spouse may want to spend and maybe not be so um, focus on planning the future so all of these things are important for you guys to be on the same page so you'll know what you want to do and it's okay if you guys are different and you feel differently about money but the important thing is to be able to sit down have these conversations and then compromise so that you both can feel heard and seen in this whole money making decision in your home So these are just some takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. If you would like to find out more about how you can determine if you are on the same page with your spouse about money, then click on the link in the show notes to listen to last week's episode of the podcast. In the podcast we're going to talk about ways that you can show your spouse love and support if they are dealing with a disability so every marriage has to share problems and issues we all know this and we recognize this however when someone is in a relationship with someone who has a disability this can make it even more challenging for the couple to work through some of these issues and it can be even more challenging if this is a disability that just happened to your spouse or your partner so some couples can go into a marriage knowing about the disability and then other couples go into the marriage without a disability and then because something that happens during the marriage, a spouse can become disabled. So regardless of how this happens or how the disability occurs, it's important for a spouse or a significant others to understand how to support a spouse with a disability because many times the spouse with the disability may not feel supported, they may not feel loved. So it's important to be able to support them and love them and show them love without them feeling um overwhelmed like you're being overbearing it's important for you to treat them as your partner and not as your child so what we're going to do today we are going to talk about how to support a spouse who's dealing with a disability and this is dear to my heart because for eight years i worked with the state of alabama as a rehabilitation counselor and so we worked with people who had disabilities and we helped them get employment and be able to do things with their disability and to make sure they had accommodations. And a lot of times, the spouse may or may not have been supportive, and this actually um, affected the outcome whether they were successful or whether they were unsuccessful in finding employment. So, this is important to me. And I also have a degree in rehabilitation counseling. So, I know a lot about working with people with disabilities and helping people with disabilities so i decided to talk about it today because i don't think this is something we talk about enough and i think it's important to know because out there there is someone right now who's probably listening who either has a disability or has a spouse that's dealing with a disability. So it's important to understand this. So whether you are newly married, whether you went into this knowing your spouse had a disability, or whether this is something that just happened, I think that the information we're going to talk about today can be beneficial in all of these scenarios because the things we're going to talk about is what we can do to let them know that they're loved and supported. Number one, the first thing we can do is acknowledge the change. And I think this is important because so many times we don't want to acknowledge that things are different. Even if you got married, knowing your spouse had a disability, there's a difference in your marriage rather than the marriage of someone else. So knowing there's a difference, knowing there's a change, accepting it, embracing it can be very beneficial to your marriage. Don't expect the same things another couple would do, or another spouse would do, don't expect your spouse to do the same thing, especially if it's something that they're unable to do because of their disability. So acknowledge the change, embrace it, because embracing the change accepts them for who they are, and it also helps you guys to come up with different ways to do different things and not compare them to someone else. Number two, it's important to remember that you guys are a team the disability is the enemy so you guys have to work together to figure out what you guys are going to do to deal with the challenges that the disability may have without blaming or resenting your spouse now this can be difficult especially if there are financial issues associated with this so you may want to blame your spouse like we have more money if we did this oh maybe we could pay the electric bill if this wasn't the case maybe we won't be behind it on our rent if My husband or if my wife was able to work and pull their weight so it's like you have to realize it's not your spouse they are not the problem you guys have to realize it's the disability you guys have to work together you have to come together to work together to make sure that you are connected that you are not blaming your spouse that you are not resenting them all of this is important because if you start to resent your spouse and you start to have contempt for them then what you're gonna do is destroy your marriage and you are letting your spouse know that I don't fully have your back 100% and it's important for your spouse especially if they have a disability to know that they're loved and supported so you guys work together to work on the problems that the disability may present but remember You and your spouse are a team. Y'all have a partnership, so they're not the enemy. It's the disability that you guys need to work together against to make sure it does not affect your marriage. Another thing to do is acknowledge the different roles. Now all of us come into marriages with ideas of what we want our spouse to do, what we want them to be, and the role we want them to play in the home, in our lives, in the marriage. Now, A lot of times when we think about how people expect people to act, we kind of think about like the 50s, women do this, guys do this. And even though we are in the year 2023, and most of us have to admit, our minds have shifted, things are not the way they used to be. So typically, we don't have those kind of roles, but we do have other roles that we expect our spouse to do. Like for instance, um, if it's a stay-at-home mom, a spouse might expect his wife to have everything clean when he gets home just because she's staying home. Or if it is a stay-at-home husband, it could be the same thing. The wife may expect the husband to have the house clean because he is at home. Or one spouse is working, you may expect, you may have certain expectations of them because they are working. So regardless of what your expectations are, it's important to first address, we have expectations, we have things we expect our spouse to do, things that we want them to do, whether they know it or not we all have expectations. But when you have a spouse with a disability, and even if you don't have a spouse with a disability, it's important not to let those expectations ruin your marriage or how you think about your spouse. So especially if your spouse has a disability, we have to think about the shifting roles. So if your spouse was supposed to break winter rapport and now they're unable to work full time, then that may mean you may need to get a job or you may need to have a second job or make long, work longer hours. Whatever the case may be, it's important to acknowledge that things are going to change. Um, you may become more of a caregiver or you may have to have someone come into the home to help or maybe your spouse may have to step into the role of helping out with the home being a stay at home mom or dad, whatever that may be, and whatever that looks like for you, it's important to know the roles are going to change. So this is important to know this because if you just go into this thinking, nope, things are not gonna change, things are not gonna be different, then what you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. And it's important to recognize these things ahead of time so when they happen, you're not caught off guard, you're not caught by surprise. So recognize that roles are going to shift, and when they do shift, know how you can be there to support your spouse and even help them feel like they are contributing to the home in whatever way that they can but be mindful and address that roles are going to shift in doing this it's important not to focus on blame when we blame people we're saying that there's something wrong with you this is your fault because it's something you did and so don't focus on blame it's not about the blame remember i said earlier work together on the problem. So instead of focusing on blame, it's important to recognize the problem, and there may be many problems. Maybe your spouse is unable to do what they used to do, or they can't do this, or they can't do that. Instead of blaming them for not being able to do these things, or it could be very difficult, especially if your spouse has a disability of a mental illness where they may not be able to be emotionally there for you, or to, step up in the marriage emotionally like you need them to or if they're having a crisis or going through some things it can be easy to blame them for these actions and behaviors but it's important to realize that they're sick they need help they are not to blame for what they're doing now when I say that I'm not talking about abusive situations so let me just put that out there if you're being abused whether it's a mental illness or not you definitely need to leave that situation and get out. I'm not saying to stay in situations where you're being physically abused or mentally torn down. No, what I'm saying is just regular life situations, like frustrations, those kind of things. Instead of focusing on blaming your spouse for what they cannot do or holding them to a standard of what they quote unquote should be doing, it's important to meet them where they are and realize, okay, they're struggling right now. They may need my help or they may be frustrated. Maybe that's why he snapped at me earlier and when I asked him a question, he might be struggling right now. It's important to give grace and not focus on blaming them, but realize they're really going through some things and kind of try to put yourself in their shoes. Like what if I lost my ability to do X, Y, or Z? How would I feel? Would I be frustrated? Would I be angry? Would I be upset? And then work together on helping them cope with these sudden changes. Um, Also seeing a counselor might be helpful because then they can talk about their feelings with the counselor and get the help and the coping skills that they need to go through life and manage with this disability. Identifying supports is very important. Um, And I say this because you cannot be the sole caregiver. You cannot be the only person there to help them because then it changes the dynamics of your relationship from romantic partnership to caregiver and i think that is not the best thing to happen for a marriage so if it's a situation where you have to quote unquote be a caregiver you may want to see if there is any programs out there or any kind of home healthcare that can come in and take care of the day-to-day caregiving things so that you can be this wife or you can be the husband you can be the support you can still be their romantic partner and someone else can be the caregiver because if you're able to do that then you still can keep the dynamic of husband and wife together if you're unable to do that that is fine but it's also important to see if there are any family members who might be able to come in and help for a couple of hours to give you a break so that you can huh, take a deep breath and be the, get it, take a deep breath, do some self-care to make sure you're the best you that you can be so you can have patience with your spouse and not be consumed by the caregiver role. There are many type of pair support programs that are out there. I would encourage you to get involved with them because if you can find some peer support people who are going through the same thing that you're going through it can be very beneficial to your mental health and it can help you understand what other people are going through it can help you understand you are not alone other people are dealing with the same things and maybe you guys can talk a little bit to see oh well i'm in the same situation what did you do how did you handle that or what resources were available to you and how can i get connected to some of these resources so it can be very helpful to work together and with with support groups and also to see what is available, what kind of resources are available. And I love the fact that with Facebook and social media, there are many types of support groups and many kinds of people who are around who are going through the same thing. So you feel less isolated because you know you are not alone. Being able to acknowledge changing identities is another thing that I think should be looked at because all of us have an identity. I know the way I think about myself is my identity. And I connect with that person that I see myself, you know? And the way your spouse may see him or herself may change. They may have seen themselves as this strong person, the breadwinner, um, this person who could do anything, the person who's a protector, The person who took care of the home, the person who's there for their kids. I don't know. But your spouse has a way of how they see themselves. And when that way of how they see themselves is challenged or taken away, it can be very difficult. So it's important that we understand that they may be going through a grieving process. Because the person who they saw themselves as is no longer the person that they see themselves and they no longer think about themselves the same way it can be a hit to one's self-esteem if you're able to do something one day and then all of a sudden you're not able to do it or if you go into a marriage and even if you already have a disability just with the way marriage is and just with the things that are expected it can actually change how they think about themselves and create havoc with their self-esteem so it's important for us to be aware of this. This doesn't happen to everyone, but it happens to a lot of people. Be aware. Be able to acknowledge changing identities. Have these conversations about what has changed. What is changing. How do you view yourself? And maybe let them know that I still love you I still see you as that same person that you've always been just because you may not be able to do this this or that doesn't mean that you're useless doesn't mean that you can't do anything you have value you have purpose and constantly let them know that they have value they have purpose and that their way they see themselves may change a little bit or it may change but it doesn't mean that they are different with who they are and maybe they have to do things differently but it doesn't mean that things can't be done so just know that these are just some things that may come up and that you guys may have to deal with and talk about and get counseling for because your spouse and how they see themselves may be affected by the fact that they have now have this disability and while this is going on i say practice empathy because empathy goes a long way and for those of us who don't exactly know what empathy is empathy is being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes like how would i feel if this happened to me and this is just the way i explain it to kids when i'm talking to them in different schools like how would i feel if this happened to me or I wouldn't like this if that happened to me, how would I feel? Being able to kinda have an idea of how your spouse may be feeling can help you go through the times when they may be frustrated or upset or angry or grumpy. You it will be easier for you to be like, Okay, so they're frustrated, but their frustration is not directed at me. They're frustrated because of the situation. And then Be able to speak to them in a way that understands oh they're frustrated but it's not at me so for example if your spouse seems to be grumpy or irritable instead of saying things like why are you in a bad mood or you're always in such a bad mood why are you so grumpy you can say things like it sounds like you had a really bad day or it sounds like your pain has been really bad today I hear your frustration so acknowledging their frustration, acknowledging the pain, the hurt, or whatever it is they're dealing with is a better way to respond than saying, you're in a bad mood, they're grumpy. Because let's be honest, if something happened to you and you were no longer to do what you used to do, you would be in a bad mood too. Or if you had a disability that caused constant pain, you would be grumpy too. I know I wouldn't be any fun to be around. So we just have to put ourselves in their shoes and think about how would I feel and then act accordingly. If you didn't know you would feel upset, hurt, angry, frustrated, um, then you address them how you would feel. Let them know you hear how they feel, you hear their anger, their pain, their frustration, and you're there for them. So that is important to do. I think another... Thing to talk about is sex because a lot of people do not address this so it's important even if your spouse has a disability it doesn't mean that their sex drive is gone it doesn't mean that you still can't make love as a couple so it's important to find out what ways you guys can have sex at this point point. and the reason I say that because disabilities is can go across a large area right so someone can have a mental illness someone could be um, in a wheelchair maybe a quadriplegic paraplegic maybe they're unable to walk or unable to move maybe um they could be sick and have arthritis or maybe someone can have multiple sclerosis there's a ton of ways people can have disabilities and make even a traumatic brain injury so it's important to i say talk to your doctor and find out about sex find out about how you guys can do it, um, best ways to do it. Even talk to your partner about this, about when, you know, talk about sex, let them know, you know, find out ways that you guys can still strengthen your physical intimacy. Because it's important not to let this go. Just because they have a disability doesn't mean that they don't want it or that they're any less of a person or that they are all of a sudden a person who no longer thinks about sex. That is not true. So find out from your therapist or your doctor Um, what's the best way to do this? Even if you have to see a sex therapist, make sure you don't let this go. Make sure this is something that you guys talk about and work hard to maintain so that you can strengthen your marriage and let them know how about, let them know that you still are connected to them in this way and that you're still attracted to them in this way. Let them know that even though they have a disability, you still find them attractive so that they will know that you still love them and value them and most importantly that they are still accepted by you when we talk about people who have disabilities and we talk about homes where there is someone or a spouse or a significant other with a disability money is important to talk about so you heard all the things i said at the beginning of the podcast when we talked about money last week it's still important to talk about money it's important to know okay so if There were two people working at one point, and now there's only one person working. It's important to know, okay, how are we gonna make up that income? What are we gonna do? Do you need to work more hours? Um, Is someone gonna get a second job? Maybe getting disability could definitely help your financial situation, but make sure you talk about it because when you talk about things, you are taking charge, and you're actually empowering yourself To Take control of your finances and not let your finances take control of you. So sit down talk about it even if you guys have to um, talk to financial planner or Find out what is out there. I say sit down and talk about your finances and they have many different um, programs where they can talk to you about Social Security or um social security insurance or social security disability insurance they have a lot of programs out there so even if you go to your state find out how to apply for these programs make sure you figure out how to replace that second income and make sure you guys know what you want to do as far as money is concerned so that financially you guys will be in a good place so if you missed last week's episode feel free to click on the link in the show notes for last week's episode and listen to that as you talk about money and what to do. And I also have another um, money episode of the podcast I did a few months ago, and it talks about the four love languages of money. So that also might be something you want to listen to so you and your spouse can have this important conversation about money. Because now more than ever, it might be a touchy um, topic, to talk about money because your spouse may feel bad that they can't contribute. So make sure you have these conversations about money so that your spouse and you can have a roadmap on what you guys are going to do financially. Now the last thing I wanna tell you is to explore how technology can help. There's a lot of technology out there. Like you would be surprised at all the technology that is out there to help people with disabilities. So, for example, I remember when I was getting my master's in rehabilitation counseling, so we went to this place, and they had assistive technology. So they had different wheelchairs that could help people do different things. They have vocal command um devices that can help you open doors or windows or whatever it is you need to do or even change the temperature that really blew my mind but there's a lot of places that have assistive technology that can be beneficial to your spouse when it comes to helping them live a normal life and helping them do the things that they once did so it doesn't mean that the things you once did you can never do again that's not true it just means you have to find different ways to do them and assistive technology is very helpful. So I would say look up different types of assistive technologies that you feel that you and your spouse could benefit from so that they can be more mobile, more independent, and feel better about themselves. Enjoy yourselves also because just because this has happened, it doesn't mean that you guys can't have fun. Yes, things are going to be a lot different but you guys can still have fun and create those memories and be a family and do things. So, it's important to enjoy yourself and create memories because you guys are married. You're in this f- f- you uh, well, you're in this for a lifetime. This is something you guys want to do. You're committed to each other. So, if that is the case, I would say make sure you have fun, make sure you enjoy each other, make sure you enjoy yourself. Have fun with your kids, create these memories so that you'll be able to look back on it and have fun. And being able to have fun strengthens your relationship. It strengthens your relationship with each other. It makes you have positive regard for your spouse. So make sure you have fun. And then last but not least, find out from your partner how you can support them as they process and cope with a disability. Now, if you're anything like me, I am a fixer. Okay, So if I see, and when I do see my spouses, like down about something, my first instinct is I want to fix it. I want to just tell you, okay, do this, 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 that, and the other, and we'll be great. You'll be fine. You'll see. But fixing what is wrong with our spouse is not the answer. It's not a solution. It's important for us to listen. And I found this out the hard way. To listen to what your spouse is saying they need from you. So support can look different for many people. It could be listening. Not saying anything, just listening. Or it could be, Just hugging them and letting them know it's okay. It could be if they want your help to help them. So being supportive looks different for each person in each relationship, in each couple. So find out from your spouse how they want you to support them, what they need from you, and then make sure you're there for them. Make sure you are able to give them what they need and give them what they're asking you for. Now I hope all of this was helpful. Um, I know we don't usually talk about disabilities and marriage, but I hope this was helpful. I hope this is something that you guys can listen to and take away some of these um, advice tips and take away something from this that will help you make your marriage better. So the song that we're going to listen to this week is called Can I Talk To You and it's a song about a spouse who's going through a difficult time in their lives and they're trying to figure out a way to reach out to their spouse for help. So here's the song, Can I Talk To You? Uh In the podcast I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today I absolutely love hanging out with you each week and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you if you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts I will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes. And I promise you that I will respond to your message.